Welcome to Shop Talk Live, episode number 195. This episode, we are live from the AWFS Fair in Las Vegas. In part one, I'm joined by Tom McKenna, and I'm also joined by Justin Fink of Fine Home Building fame. And then for the second part, we have Barry Dima and everyone's very, very favorite, Raleigh Johnson, getting geeky with tools. First, I want to talk about an article that was in issue 277 and we just published online called The Rugged Journey of 600 Mallets. It's by um, Scott Landis of Greenwood Global, and they are a nonprofit organization that's working in a lot of rainforests, a lot of third world countries, and specifically this project that, that Scott's writing about is about 600 mallets that were recently made by a gentleman in Honduras, uh, Juan Vigil. These mallets were all turned on his lathe that is either bicycle powered at one point or uh, powered by a small gasoline engine. And they're made from sustainably harvested lesser known species of wood found in the rainforest of Honduras. The great thing about these mallets is buying one of these mallets not only creates a way for Juan and his family to have a living, buying one also creates a reason for the people of Honduras to not clear cut their forests because they're able to make a living from sustainably harvesting their forests. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing. If you're interested in it, head on over to the website and check out the article. Or if you're really interested in it, do what I'm going to do and head on over to LeeValley.com and buy one of these mallets. Lee Valley is going to be selling all 600 of these mallets. And on the homepage, they have a link to these mallets right now. And next week, we actually have an interview on the podcast. We're going to have a bonus episode and we have an interview with Scott talking about all of Greenwood's outreach programs. Uh, in Honduras and Puerto Rico and their work that they've done with uh, Curtis Buchanan and Brian Boggs and Tim Manny. A lot of fantastic work, a lot of really cool stories about all of the crazy experiences that Scott's had. So check that out in this feed next week. Until then, here is us getting geeky about machinery and CNC machines and all sorts of stuff that has nothing to do with the rainforest of Honduras, but it's still interesting. All right. Hope you enjoy the show. So we are here at AWFS, and there's a lot of noise going on around us. I, there's I a turning demonstration. I don't have there. headphones, so I can't hear you. We'll have, we'll have to muddle through somehow. All right. Hi, Ben. Hi, Tom. Sorry to interrupt. Tom, who's, who's, our, who's our, our friend here? Oh, that's Justin. Justin Fink. Hi, guys. From Fine Home Building. Hey, Justin. This is my first time at this show. It is, isn't I'm it? I'm a little fish out of water at this thing. So You're fitting right in. What You're you... flopping along like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> the pun's coming threes. Oh, yes. Just so that you know. I'm just getting started. <laughs> so I'm used to coming to the same place. We're in Vegas uh, at the convention center, and I come here a lot for the International Builders Show. And what is, like, what is that? Just oh, it's, a bunch of two-by-fours? It's, there are a lot two of two-by-fours there, yeah. <laughs> Engineered wood. I mean, it's a lot of, there's, a lot there's of some overlap here. So we got, you know, there's cabinet manufacturers here and plywood manufacturers and um, some tools are, are in both shows. What we don't have are the gigantic CNC machines. The factories. And the door I mean, they're machines, enormous. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that, you know, almost no CNC, really, even the small stuff. Really? Um, and, uh, you know, all of these... Uh, yeah, the, you mean when you say door factories, do you mean the door distributors? No, the door makers. Oh, okay. Because, like I mean, there's a lot of cabinet part right. distributors here, too. Um, 
So it's kind of cool. It's a little bit of cross training. <laughs> I can see, I can see some things that I don't normally see at yeah. other shows. Um, Do you have a lot of hardware at that at the um, somewhat? Like staffed, uh, but there's the hardware show, right? It's That's, almost like these these hardware companies can can really blow out the size of their booths at this show okay. compared to the builder show, which is a lot bigger than this, and it's a little more competitive probably in terms of space. Okay, so you get, you know, it's like any of these companies, you're seeing a slice of what they actually offer. Right. Um, so it's cool that they have bigger booths here because I can see more of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's organized better too, by the way. Like there's actually... Really? Because I honestly... Oh, think I can't... Well, you guys are at least poorly. organized by sections. Like I can go oh, look okay. at all the cabinet stuff, all the CNC yeah. stuff. Oh, Ours is like, well, just wherever. <laughs> okay. So there's no class, classification no. or type. No. Yeah. No. Well, I could see what's what's interesting about here is I can see the crossover between home building and woodworking is these small cabinet shops and yes. the guys who yeah. are the installers are here kind of looking at what yes can what they can use or how they can incorporate you know so what they're I, seeing here. So can I tell work. you what one of the coolest products I saw so far is? It's actually it's sort of a tool and a product. Okay. Um, Sounds and like it was it was at the the Hefele booth, which is H A F E L E. Hefele. They yes. make Hefele. Is that Hefele. how you say it? Yeah. Um, they make a lot of they make a lot of cabinet stuff. A lot yeah. of lighting. A lot of hinges. A it's, lot of. It's a great booth. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, like I didn't realize how much they make. Okay. Yeah. Um, I and, always walk right past those. Booths. Oh, you got to no, go it's in great. there. The it's great. The lighting. Really the lighting options that they have. Yeah, I actually said to the guy, I'm like, you guys do lighting? He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like... <laughs> yeah. Um, Did he and, actually say, duh? Uh, this is not the tool I was going to talk about, but at that same booth, they have a new little... You know those little for knockdown furniture, yeah. like Ikea? Yeah. They, they have that little... Uh, it's like a tab, like a little a dowel pin, and then it has like a little crescent little, connector yeah. thing mm-hmm. that you tighten. So they have a new one that's just a, like this highly mechanical dowel, but it's all plastic and metal. <laughs> and you so you, you put it in... And then you tighten it with like this little tiny hole with a little Allen wrench, That's so it's it. so it like really reduces the visible hardware. Really, and they and s- and it's just a dowel joint that that expands. I mean, it's a, it's a no, it doesn't exp- Yeah, well, okay. yes, it expands yes. inside. Pretty much, that. yeah, yeah. Except it's plastic. It yeah. looks really cool. So it's just a drill hole. They don't have to do like a slot for it. There's a yeah, they drill a hole in each piece, and then there's a, a little perpendicular hole for putting the Allen wrench in after it's after the dowel okay. is inserted. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty neat. There yeah. was a um, there was a Lamello. Yeah, it, Lamello used to do that knockdown. The- well, they've got a new system though, and and I was like, oh, it's just from a, a you know a biscuit joint. And he was like, no, this is not a no, biscuit it's not joint. a biscuit joiner. It was, yeah. And it's, don't ever say that again. It, <laughs> but for for all intents and purposes, it, it's a it's a biscuit joiner that comes out and then raises up, and so it's making a very wide biscuit joint but really? there's there's actually a contour to the slot so there's a shoulder inside so the biscuit winds up being like this little plastic biscuit that you that you slide in yeah through the curve you do that on both sides and then again it has that perpendicular hole that you take it take an allen key and it has yeah. a little tab that comes yeah, up and locks yeah. it locks in up, yeah and some of the like some of the possibilities for knockdown furniture right now yeah is incredible because these joints, the this, the joinery that I've been seeing is, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, make a deck out of it or something, but the, you, you would probably be able to make some very, very sturdy fr- yeah. furniture. Yeah, they were, I mean, everything I've seen has been very strong. Yeah. yeah. And 
So I was going to talk about something else at Hayfalo, but now that you're on joinery, I'm going to talk about <laughs> something well, all of, I was going to say all of my furniture is knockdown furniture. Yeah, so. right. Whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> the thing, I went by the, uh, not Hayfalo, but Mafel. Which uh, you know they that make, I can't help you. They with make a lot of pronunciation. <laughs> they, they, I think it's Mafela. No, it's no. actually Mafel. I'm joking. Yeah, um, Mafeli. Uh, they oh, make okay. a lot of the, a lot of tools that look sort of similar to Festool. They're yes. sort of like neck and neck, although not a lot of people know as many tools. As, but a lot okay. of times, if you see a Festool tool, there's one that this company makes that's pretty damn similar. Yeah, um, the Domino. So they have they have a Domino, but it does, instead of having a you know the Domino joiner has a has a little I guess it's a router bit, it's a, it's, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially yeah, a router yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a spiral bit that it comes out and oscillates side yeah. to side to create the slot, right? So this thing, instead of that, it just has two drill bits. So it creates two a pair of dowel holes. Triton has one, I believe. That, they might, yeah. yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I start going, so what are the benefits of this? Um, aside from the fact that I think it's around 900 and something bucks, and you get a complete kit, like all of the accessories, everything, which you know how festival so a la carte. And that yeah. cost nine hundred just for the, the tool. Um, uh, ah, so, oh yeah, very expensive, okay. man. Very no no <laughs> it needs no be, argument there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, even the, I, the lamello that you mentioned is like a twelve hundred dollar. No, yeah, that tool. That's a that's like a system that you're yeah. you're buying into for you're cranking that particular out. Thing, yeah. But anyway, you know? but what I didn't realize. So then I, I went to see Festool after, and I'm talking to them over there, and I'm going, you know, hey, I was at Mafel, and they have this this double dowel job that I was like, you know, what do you guys see as advantages, disadvantages of that? Because I mean, my mind, like, maybe there's more glue surface. Maybe there, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's faster because you don't have to speedier? oscillate. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you can just get cheap dowels. You don't have to buy the, the tenons. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, uh, the thing that, that you need to think about, though, is that our domino tenons are already oblong. And that's good because the dowel is going to want to become oblong so that's why they make so let me let me back up so the dowel once it goes in with the wet glue mm-hmm. it's going to dry and eventually it's going to as it dries it's going to dry more in one direction than the other and yeah. turn into an oval bruce, and that's why so many dowels loosen up over time bruce hoadley has an article in like you know fine woodworking 20 or something yeah that made me just it, it killed the idea of dowel joinery. And I knew it, right? Like, you know it because from, like, turning. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to be like a, like a wet bowl in a live-edged bowl or whatever. Or sorry, a green bowl. And it's going to turn into an oval. But I never thought about it in dowel. And I just went, oh, God. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's one sense. of those, like, so glad I asked. Because I would have thought this was a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, so that's why they make the domino oval. And I didn't realize it's also a quarter saw in the domino. Each of those little pieces. So they don't move. Are they? Yeah. I think huh. so. They're, I mean, the ones that I looked at on the table have to go after like, I, yeah, rive some dominoes it's to a, see. What it's amazing <laughs> what you can uh, find out when you just start asking questions. Yeah. So, anyway, so back to my thing at the the Hefala booth. You still have to talk about the at the so, Hefala. So in our world, I know you guys don't do a lot of cabinetry. So, but in our world, like kitchen cabinets, um, a lot of people have been switching over to these knockdown cabinets or these European style cabinets, which means they don't have face frames. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ikea is definitely one that does this sort of thing. They don't have a base that they sit on. They just sit on four plastic legs or metal right. legs. And you adjust those to level it. Yeah. You can spin them or whatever it is. So you can imagine the acrobatics involved in 
putting a two foot deep cabinet on the floor and you so say you have the four or five inch kick space and you have to reach your arm under to the back to turn oh, this come thing on, yeah so they came up with this little extension arm it looks like uh you remember an et the little <laughs> what, what is the actually i just didn't have an et the little uh-huh. that little that little extendable hand thing where you can pinch things it looks sort of like that except it doesn't pinch and so you slide this thing underneath and then you can turn the handle and it engages with this leveling device in the back and oh raises God. it up and down. And so I'm going like, oh, God, what is this thing going to cost? And they're like, the tool is 50 bucks, and each of the little standoff things is like less than a buck. So I'm going, I don't even know if I could make a base out of scrap plywood and level it with shims quick, yeah. quick enough and cheap yeah. enough to even combat. That's so super cool. How do they attach to the frame? Do they, does the frame rest on the I think leveler? they screw into it ahead of time, but okay. I don't know. I've never actually worked with them because I have always just done the wooden Yeah. Case. Yeah, but as a, as a builder, as a contractor, it really seems to me that making one long wooden base flat and mm-hmm. level would be easier than adjusting four legs per well, but, but so you're nah. so we're 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 mixing variables here. So like when I'm doing custom built-ins, I will do a wooden base. Yeah. But if you're buying cabinets, they're going to come either with a with, with a, a base, base integrated right. in it. They so you have to, to ship each cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Or it's going to be these separate little legs. They right. don't really do the two-part system. That's yeah. only like custom builders who do that. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, Nancy I'm Hiller with you. Kind of thing. If yeah. I had an eight-foot run of cabinets, I would build an eight-foot base. Yeah. Okay. And level um, out because it's easy to level then. Uh, but that's not what's going on in kitchen installations. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's more I pretty cool. Than, yeah. Yeah. Well, learn that. something new. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the one thing I'm, hi, Barry. Hi. Um, one thing, <laughs> one thing, one thing I've no. I mean, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in this year's show in that, you know, every year, you know, another kind of home shop, home machine shop maker, disappears from the show and you know we don't have uh jet paramatic you know delta's not here general's not here grizzly's not here and so the options for what you know we come here to look for get smaller but what's cool about the show as it is now is uh, it's a real positive thing and i see a lot more um kind of brand new products or like original ideas you know not i'm not talking dozens but there there are a couple here that you know uh grex was is one like a you know they're kind of a small maker but now they've really exploded into being a real powerhouse in the 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 nailing market and it's good to see tools like that and they've got this 23 gauge pinner that's the uh, the gas-powered yeah. version oh and that sucker i was i was just trying it you know a couple hours ago I want. Yeah, I, all of their nailers are always you know, so it's, smooth feeling. I, it's so well balanced. It's a little bit heavy, but it because like double A batteries, right? Yeah, well, the double A batteries power the the gas yeah. uh, charger, and I think the the tool sells. It's a pricey tool. I think it's like four hundred bucks, but the, the and the cartridge I think is uh, twenty five. But yeah, triple triple A batteries. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I overheard a little bit of the presentation, but I didn't dig in yeah. too deep. But Those cartridges fire, last forever. Though. Yeah, but it can fire a two inch, twenty three gauge, you know, pin into hardwood. So headless, right? Yeah. yeah. So I so I mean yeah. I like it for the innovation standpoint, right? right? But of all the things you can make hose free, the pinner seems like the least attractive to me because it's so freaking well, light anyway. No, well, it's well, like, the, what what I look at it for, it's it's I don't have to connect. I can pull it out, 
from under my bench and I'm ready to go. Because I, I don't like turning on the compressor yeah. in my space. Okay, I gotcha. I, it's, 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 the no, it's, the, it's the noise factor and the convenience of, you know, I've got to, you know, run a hose, another hose. Yeah. I already have enough extension cords and oh my God, yeah. in my shop. So I don't have to run another ho- hose. I can just kind of get into any angle I want. That's why I like the idea of the. the it's probably again a different free. world for me because I I just have the compressor on because yeah. I'm using a variety of guns right. well, throughout the day. For me too, with, when I'm using a pinner, normally I'm I'm inside a piece doing runners or something like that, and that hose is always getting in the. It gets you know, hung up you, too. You've, you're, you can't get the angle right or mm-hmm. whatever because the hose is in the way. Now, granted, probably if I had a curly Q hose or something like that, that's a. $15 solution as opposed to a $400 yeah. solution. And I mean, the truth is, if, if you were a production shop, that nailer may not be right for you because, you know, you're going to be firing hundreds and hundreds of nails or pins per day for what you're building. Yeah. Speaking, so of, maybe the, the, speaking of that, and I wasn't, I, I'd forgotten that I saw this too. Have you guys seen the, um, what are they called? Are they synthetic polymer nails? Yeah. No, I, I haven't seen I, that yet. I talked to them a lot in Atlanta last year and Really interesting stuff. Yeah. Again, it's more for production um, mindset. Uh, is it a special special nailer for it, or can you put it no, in any nailer? I think they I think they were demoing it with a Senko or something last year. Mm. And it, it's it's not going to set off your saw stop. Yep, super cool. Yeah. And I mean, sir, the, the argument is always, well, why do you need that? You can just build so that you don't need to run into a nail. Right. But uh, like, what about sanding? You know, like it, it just. Yeah, there there are certain things that are a little more paint grade. Yeah, where not having to worry about fasteners might be an advantage. Yeah, scribing something mm-hmm. or coming back and sanding. Did you did you try or try planing? I didn't try it out. No. Yeah, no, I, haven't, I haven't even seen there it. There was yet. a very very I, I can't remember what the industry was, but it was there was a specific industry that they were building it for, and um, it might have been like crating industry or something like mm. that. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember either. I, I, that sounds familiar. I think. Yeah, but I haven't seen. I haven't I'm seen. I'm sure anybody booth. can get them though. Yeah. yeah so it's, I, it's one of these things where I feel like the idea is not bad. I just haven't really figured out the problem. I'm yeah, it's like solving it yet. It's just a solution for looking for, uh, for yeah. a problem. They, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've made a product, but who's it for? I mean, that's yeah. what I always ask these manufacturers. Like, what are you, you know, doing? Are you making this for? What? Yeah. Go home. You talking to Barry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, one of the—I mean, the, another thing that I that I was really happy to see is the—is uh, it Easy Mask? Is that the name of that dust? I have no dust idea mask. what you're talking about. Uh, oh, it's the, the one that Barry the was RZ. wearing, the RZ Mask. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's cool to see them have a booth because that's yeah. an interesting product. That, There's a lot of small manufacturers. Yeah, in and the this past is an opportunity years, yeah. for them. I don't know what the cost is for for a booth of of their size, but it's great to see this little kind of company that grew out of. Uh, they, I was talking to the the guy who owns the company and developed the product and they originally started these masks for outdoor enthusiasts like people who are riding ATVs oh really okay um, dirt biking and things like that because they you need a mask to pr- pr- protect your lungs and then word got out hey you know why don't you do it for for this and for building and now it's you know woodworking is involved now yeah. so it's a really cool mask that doesn't fog up your glasses has and a replaceable you can, filter you could try it on Right. That's that's one nice thing at and you'll events actually like use this. It. You can try them on uh, Isotunes. Yeah, they, I was going to say that too. A, yeah. Another company that's like small company I that's always those. been at these shows. Yeah, 
There is, so I've had two sets of isotopes. Me too. One of them is hanging on a tree somewhere in my yard. <laughs> my son and I were driving the tractor. I had them around my neck, and they're gone. Have, There's, have you had any, like, you know how they have that little wire that's labeled to be molded yeah, around the back of your yeah. ear? One of mine, from bending it, it just snapped. Oh, like really? So now I have, like, a little wire protruding out of the little plastic covering. I'm a fan of the extras now. I bought the extras when they came out. And what are those? How are they different? It is, it's, a, it's a thicker strap, mm. heavier strap. Yes. So it doesn't flop around. Because I use them at the gym, as you can tell. Yeah, uh, I often. don't. And <laughs> Go to the gym. <laughs> or use them but, at the gym. Uh, it's the, the, the thicker strap that doesn't flop around. That's the big thing. And then it's got the magnetic um, stop and start. So, what? So what? Is, what? what? The pros didn't have this. They couldn't get it into the pros. I was, I was talking to them. But when you take it apart, there's magnets on the back, and you clip them together. Yeah. So first off, it keeps them from flying around. Oh, but, around your neck. So they're hanging you, there. When you clip them together, it stops your, mm. your MP3. I almost said MP3 player. It stops your Zoom. Does it stop your cassette player, or is it <laughs> Does not? it stop your Walkman? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it stops. I didn't music. even know they had a different one. I wonder if they're selling them at the show. Get the extras. The, the sound quality is not quite as good as the pros. That's only for nerds like you. I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's what's cool about this show, and even IWF, is just seeing some of these small companies kind of make it. They, uh, that Featherboard maker, um, yeah. I originally saw him a couple of years ago, and it's a small company in upstate New York, and, and now, now yeah. you know, he's got a, a great business that's expanding. I don't know. I haven't seen him, if he has a booth here, though. I don't. I haven't I don't seen think, it. Is that the green one with the foam yeah. fingers? Yeah, yeah, yeah the foam one of those. fingers. I love, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I love it's, that. It's that a cool tool. Feather Pro? Is that the name of it? Yeah, Featherboard Pro. Featherboard Pro. So, so the board pro extra. Um, you get the extra of everything? <laughs> the extra. I'll take extra ketchup. Uh, but, I mean, then there are the, the regular players like Oneida who are um, unveiling their new, what is it called? You know, Raleigh's coming on later, right? You know he's going to talk about yeah, this thing. Yeah, but the portable site, yeah, I'll let him talk yeah. more about it. But Tom, Tom did get the memo. we can, we got to leave something. Well, I know. I mean, I'm saying you can I talk. I wrote the memo. I'm not <laughs> talking about you can talk about it, but. I'm not going to go to details, but it's, it's good to see, you know, these companies are still you know, cranking out new ideas and products that make sense for the core woodworking audience. So tell me about this supercell, because I haven't seen it yet, and I'm confused Now you're it. taking Raleigh's Thunder. Well, no, sc- screw it's, Raleigh. Uh, it's designed for, uh, what did he say, for more suction power. So it's, you know, when you try to hook up, um, like, a one of their bigger dust collectors to a shop vac with a reducer, kind of messes with the system, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not... I'm not a, an engineer behind all this, oh, but I know so they developed here. a system that specifically increases, was it suction or airflow? And so, forgive me if I'm getting the, so this the translation is, this wrong, is but it's designed like, a, like they, a smaller version of their of their dust gorilla smart sort boost of yeah yeah, thing. and it's so it can it can handle both four inch diameter pipe and hose, but it can also accommodate um, the two inch. Poses for routers and you know. It's, for it's also really smart. It's a it's a three phase motor, so it actually uses a, uh, a it 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 actually amps itself up. Yeah. It, well, all right. Don't quote me on this. I haven't talked to them about the super. Well, yeah, I, I thought one of the cool things was just that it was a two stage filter that's all vertical. I mean, like the the fil- the uh, it, it, the filter is built on the, the top. Yeah, it's got the pulse clean. No, not that arm coming off like right. a cactus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. That's cool. And, and it I'm is, sure, and it is expensive. And I'm sure, 
as most Oneida tools are. Made yeah. in America. Yes, yeah, Syracuse. America. They're and definitely they, good. And yeah. they're great for uh, sucking T-shirts down. Did you learn that? Sounds like a you problem. Yeah, it was a you problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I tried to. Uh, well, I'm not going to go into it. That was covered before. But there was this other one that they don't have a booth, and this is a, another. You know, I'd, I'd anticipate seeing a booth for these guys in the next couple of years, but um, it's, it's called a Goliath, uh, like a, it's a portable CNC. And they came to our booth and we're showing it to Raleigh Johnson. And it's, it's a, you know, I'm not a, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the practical applications for home hobbyist woodworkers and CNC. And, and you know, th- there's a ground in there somewhere, but this was just so cool to see. It's, it was completely out-of-the-box type of product in terms of you don't have your hands on it at all. It's almost like one of those... Uh, it's almost like ro- a CNC. Ro- robo- Robovax, almost, where you program it and it goes to work and yeah. you can go, you know, clip your toenails or, you know, work on some other portion of your project. What are you doing? I'm making a dresser and clipping my toenails <laughs> at the same time. Hey, what's that noise? <laughs> it's a dust collector. Um, so, so it's it's like a moon rover meets it really, meets a shaper it origin. Looks when when I first saw Raleigh talking to the folks um, here in the booth, it, it it almost looked like it was some sort of recording device. I thought he was actually doing a podcast with two people in my booth, and I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then no, it's it's it, yeah, it looks like a moon rover. It's got yeah. like a four wheel base, and it it you know it can adjust to different height levels it can actually yeah. scoop so for, for for anyone who hasn't seen it like imagine the shaper origin with three wheels that can move in yeah it's called many uh, directions they, they and have, it drives itself around on the top of yeah, it. you just establish the perimeter of the piece you're working on so yeah it, it has off, sensors it just... that 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 you place around your workspace and then that i guess that's the guiding force huh. behind it um that's what guides the drives the yeah, the, the machine I'd like and, to talk to them. But it's called it's called Goliath. So Sounds if you want, they, they have some videos. Doesn't sound complicated because it, it, it works with the. From what they told me, it works with most you know CAD drawing programs and it interfaces well with all of them. So if you're already using a drawing program, you can probably incorporate this. Um, I think the price point they were talking about was under three thousand bucks so far. So it sounds like they're going after the Shaper Origin kind of I would imagine. Yeah. They didn't slice. say that specifically. But well, Shaper's cheaper than that, isn't it? I forget I what they said it was. was. I knew yesterday, and I forgot already. All right. well, That's what happens when you're in Vegas. You forget. What, what, what else have you seen? Um, well, let's see what else What else your folks would be interested in. Um, How about your folks? My folks. Well, I was over at this, there's a, there's a I guess it's a, an English company named Lignia. You know, like lignans in the wood. That's what they're playing off of. <laughs> okay. And they have a, a process of treating wood. They use a radiata pine, which is essentially plantation-grown pine. And um, they are using, uh, they're infusing it, essentially, with, like, this polymer okay. that then hardens and seals all of the cells of the wood so that it's fire-resistant, rot Proof, insect proof, all so it's like a super outdoor wood made out of pine, um, and the idea being that you would use it for building a deck or an outdoor structure. The thing that struck me as kind of cool about it is that it may, and I haven't confirmed this, but it, it may put 
decks within reach of places like California that have wildfire regulations where you can't build flammable outdoor structures in a lot of cases. Um, And it's, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're sort of competing with, Ipe and okay. those are the kind of yeah. uh, you know the the less desirable exotics right. in terms they, of their sourcing. Yeah. Um, in are ter- they more affordable? Than less Ipe? less than Ipe, yeah. Okay, and it doesn't look like Ipe. I mean, it looks yeah. like it looks like kind of an amber colored pine, huh. but well, it was about, nice. Like, like once you start cutting into it. It's totally through. It's through totally through, through and yep. through. So you you're not like you know sitting there with like a resin stick primed nope. in the ends of no. your your you know, nope. your end and it cuts. felt no different. It, it, it was sounds, like completely dry, bone huh. dry, looked like pine. It sounds like the process. I mean, I think it's called torrification it, that, well, Lee, that Lee Valley uses on their maple handles. Where that's 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 it's uh, almost like they cook it. That's under a it's vacuum. A, that's it's, thermally it's, modified. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like some sort of thing that so they. It's an insertion. So they they. I asked him a lot of questions, but it was, um, I guess it's similar to the process of pressure treating wood okay. where, you know, you, you basically force the chemical into it under pressure. And then there's several phases of drying and then, you know, resting and drying and then pulling stuff off the line and checking to see if it's penetrated fully. And what was and it so, called again? Lig- Lignia. Lignia. So these, th- those types of companies aren't showing up at like those home building shows. That you Sometimes go to? they do. And this is, this seems like they're busting into the U S. Okay. Um, and, you know, they don't have great distribution in the U.S. yet. Right. But, uh, you know, they're up for an award here, uh, you know, one of the finalists. So, and, uh, but it was, it was interesting. And the really refreshing part from an editorial point of view is that they had such solid and confident answers to every single question, which mm. sometimes you just don't get. It's like, oh, uh, I'm going to have to <laughs> find out about that for you. And, like, yeah. they just knew everything about it. Yeah. And it was really... That's good. You really felt like they did their homework. And they're totally above board... Like every single testing certification, every single piece of information about the chemicals is on their site. It's all, and they're, and they're very much like eco-friendly oriented. Yeah, kind of. so it's cool. Do they have a headquarters in the U.S.? I don't know. I think the way they, the way it was explained to me is that they do it. They take rough radiata radiata pine, radiata pine, whatever, um, and they do this process to that, and then they ship it over to the distributors here, which can then mill it however they see fit. Hmm. Um, and they're looking to get into bigger timbers so that maybe you'd be able to build a pergola or whatever. Right now, it's like inch thick or three quarter inch thick, like one by six kind of stock, okay. um, or smaller. You know, a lot. They're they're also trying. They have one variety that they're going after boat builders with to replace teak. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and it looks cool. Does it increase? Is it heavier? Like a lot heavier than? Uh, the... I, I mean, from the piece that I was holding, I couldn't tell any difference, but I yeah. maybe a little bit. What did it taste like? Uh, it didn't have a smell, which actually. Really? <laughs> I want to. I, I told him to send me some because I want to cut it. I want to fasten it. You know, drill it. it. Yeah. Try, yeah. I want to put a grind it up into my cereal. See if there's any. <laughs> put it out on the grill. Yeah. Smoke some fish. Right. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. Resin so, infused fish. I don't know. So there, we've seen little bits of that scattered here and there of these yeah. you know, thermally modified or acetylated wood. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that you know they're trying to come up with these more eco friendly solutions to this plastic. Right. Yeah. onslaught. Well, it's funny normally and and I maybe I missed it but you know in years past there used to be a ton of like veneer manufacturers here wow, and, yeah. and hardwood man you know just hardwood dealers and I don't see that I see more of what Justin is talking about where there are alternatives or modified wood 
alternatives. But that's, you know, that's where the cabinet making industry is, is going. It's just, there you was, can't keep using solid wood for all these cabinets. It's just not affordable for them. I got I have to pull out my phone for this one because I took a picture of the name of the company and I forget what it is. But there's a, there's a, a German company making uh, plywood panels out of German beach Europe and European beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys familiar with in the home building world we have uh, LVLs, which yeah. is laminated veneer lumber. It's essentially yeah. plywood on edge, but yeah. for structural yeah. applications. Very he- heavy to carry. Very heavy and usually waxy. Yes. Um, but this was, it was the same sort of thing. Um, it's a company called Polmeyer, P-O-L-L-M-E-I-E-R. And they have uh, just this kind of gorgeous looking I don't even know. It looks like you took a bunch of LV. It looks like you have Baltic birch on edge, but yeah. they make a whole panel out of it. So oh. you're looking at that nice stripey surface, and oh, then with like cool. an amber colored or a brown finish on it, it's this really cool look. Huh. And uh, I mean, a, a little of it might go a long way. So, so is this being marketed for like countertops? They had or? it as like, well, they were showing a lot of things made out of it. Right. Um, but the thing that's, that caught my attention was the plywood, you know, yeah. architectural panels. So I'm sure that with them being here, they're looking to get into, you know, like the dentist's office, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, right. the front yeah, desk yeah, kind yeah. of a yeah. thing. A right. lot of that is, you know, that's big money for a lot of these companies. Um, but it could look really cool on a small huh. piece of cabinetry, I think. Wow. Right it also just raised, you know, just brought up some ideas of using that kind of thing, even for like a tabletop or a, I don't know. I just never thought of huh. that orientation for a piece of plywood for the veneer. Yeah. I mean, I don't norm- normally walk out of here with too much inspiration. I normally walk out just exhausted. Really? I just want to get back tired. to my shop. <laughs> yeah. My shop's hot right now. I got to clean you the You got to get a, a ductless mini split in there. Yeah. I just installed a, a Mr. Cool. No. Man, everybody's got their Mr. Cools yeah, going on. Yeah, John right now. Tatro yeah. came to me. He got the idea for me. Mr. The original Mr. Cool. I'm John the original Tatro. Mr. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Actually, my basement's pretty temperate. It's pretty nice. I just have to cover the cat box. It's a basement, though. Yeah. No, I've got windows. (laughs) I've got windows, man. It's a basement. It's a basement. The the, the one thing I wish I didn't have was uh, lolly columns. Yeah. And low ceilings. That's always always the part that got me about the basement shop. uh, I've got big, tall ceilings. Look at you. Yeah. And lolly columns. And cat box. Ben loves my cats. It's not me that has a questionable amount of love for your cats. It's you, my friend. The number of times that you've talked about your cats in this podcast is staggering to me. I know. (laughs) Meow. Just just scratching the surface. Well, Justin, thanks for coming on, giving us the fine home building perspective. Appreciate it, yeah. So now Justin's going to go on vacation. That's right. I'm going to head out into the desert, leave this place in the rear view. Wear a hat. It was 115 in the desert yesterday. Don't end up like me. Wear a hat. Yeah. Is that what happened to your hair? (laughs) Yes. Got burned off in the desert. Registration is now open for Fine Woodworking Hands-On San Diego, taking place October 4th through 6th, 2019 at Palomar College in San Marcos. Hands-On is all about making and doing with small classes that encourage one-on-one instruction and interaction. Pick one of these great classes. Turn your bandsaw into a box-making wonder with Michael Cullen. Developing your designs with Michael Fortune. Hand tool essentials with Chris Gochner. The finer points of bowl making with Mike Mahoney. Build a mitered box with a Kumiko top with Mike Pekovich. Or make a Japanese toolbox with Vic Teslin. It's sure to be a great time. Space is limited. If you're on the West Coast, this is what you've been waiting for. We'll see you there.
So we are joined by Raleigh Johnson. Hello. Contributing editor. Hi. Tool, tool geekery extraordinaire. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep. And yep. in, like, you are... Most people just consider me a tool, but that's what okay. <laughs> <laughs> But go ahead. Yeah. But you, you dive into all forms of tool geekery. Pretty much, you, yeah. You dig hand tools. Yes. Mm-hmm. You restore hand tools. Yes. You do all sorts of hand tool work. You're, yes. Like, like, you actually use a scrub plane. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, can you screw shit up in a hurry with a scrub plane? And how many? And then on, it gives you something to do to fix it. How many scrub planes do you have? I just have three. Oh, just have just three. three. Yeah, just have three. There's you guys three. are making fun of me for having two. Raleigh has fifty percent more than I do. There yeah. you go. Yeah, Raleigh pulls it off though. I That's know. Right. That's right. <laughs> There's the difference. I know. Well, right. you know when I'm when I'm teaching people the basics of hand plane, uh, it's fun to have them. Plane a rough sawn board down and get it flat. Yeah. You know, and boy, that first flat board, they're just like, oh my God, you know, and I tell them, okay, when you got it, what you think is flat, let me know. And of course, when they say, oh, I got it, and I grab a scrub plane and put it behind me, and I walk over and I go, wow, that looks really nice. Yes, sir, that looks nice. And I take that scrub plane and I make about four passes right across their board. Get out. And they just die right there. Oh my God. And I said, flatten them back out again. You know, That's you know cool. how to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once a board's flat, just sitting there making nice shavings, you don't learn anything other than, you know, so look at this, this is cool. But Uh when you put good grooves in it. But the second time I come around, yeah, they're leaning on the board, (laughs) you know. Uh, (laughs) I'm surprised somebody isn't taking a swing at you, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, So you have three scrub planes. Yeah. And you are one to dabble in machinery. Yes, you 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 on many occasions have changed out heads on on planers and all sorts of stuff, and you you just all form of tools you're pretty much with. yeah 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 Power Head, tools. is this from a young age yeah yeah when I was really yeah when I was six years old I took apart my dad's lawnmower. And, uh, he yeah. was still on it. He I didn't pissed. know how to put it back together, but I got a lot of it apart. <laughs> Somehow he wasn't impressed with my uh, my mechanical abilities, but uh, he did get it back together. Oh, but man. yeah, I like gears, and I like uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the lever and fulcrum. You know, it really oh, simple machines. Yeah, yeah simple machines are just great. And lately, it's been a diesel tractor and hydraulics and stuff for my mowers. So after the podcast, <laughs> asked to watch Raleigh's video. Of him using his tractor that's on his phone. Much like people keep pictures of their kids. Yeah. Or, you know, like projects are proud of. It's point of view Raleigh on a tractor just laying down, like, what, like yeah. six foot tall? Yeah, six to Willow? eight foot high willows, yeah. Just, uh, just take them down? Yeah, just drive over and mow them off. Yeah. See, now you got Ben, because Ben's a tractor dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that it's sounds fun. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I know, yeah. now I know what we're power. doing after this. <laughs> so, are you, but you're also into CNCs. Yeah, just do you uh, have a CNC? No, I don't. But uh, the one that just really uh, fascinates me is the uh, is the Shaper Origin. Yeah, that, dude. To me, that's just kind of going to revolutionize CNC work for the small shop for the guy who doesn't know a whole lot about CNC because it's really intuitive and it's the size of a plunge router mm-hmm. and it can do pretty much anything you want. It's super accurate. And what uh, we were talking about before is the adjustability, yeah, like the fine-tuning. Yeah. If, you, if, if, if you're inlaying a, a bow tie and it's a thousandth of an inch snug, you just move the cut over a thousandth of an inch, go over it again, and it'll drop right in. 
Oh, so you can perfectly can, zero. Like there is no zero because it's it's, yeah, it's following the little tape things that yeah, you've exactly. laid down. Yeah, exactly. So there's no templates and, to worry about. You, you don't can, have to move anything. You punch a button and it it'll make it a thousandth of an inch bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and uh, they have inlays where when you set it up, say you, you're doing a circle, you have. Uh, It'll ask you if you want it on the line, inside the line, or outside the line. Oh, yeah. Right. So if you do outside the line, that's the male. If you do inside the line, that's the female, and they that's slide so right smart. together perfectly. Yeah. I mean, the, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. I've I've <laughs> always been struggling to find a use for the shaper origin. Mm-hmm. Inlays are the only thing that I can think of, like cutting out, like if you're cutting out a guitar body or something like sure. that. That would that would be hardware. A, Inlaying hinges, sauce oh, hinges, right. or really? yeah, they had a little ring pull over there that they've got a flush ring pull, and those oh, things okay. are always so, annoying because yeah. you got to be perfect on that circle, and then you got to waste the material in the back, and it does it all in one swoop. That's and, a, see, yeah, there's more to drop, it than drop it and in, and, and it's going to be perfectly flush. And yeah, you can do mortise and tenons, yeah. you can do some real complex joinery, but I would see it in the shop as being a lot of inlays, uh, uh-huh. hardware. Uh, what a great way to sign a piece yeah. is to import your signature mm-hmm. in there. You make the signature, then you make the, the cavity for it, and it plugs right in. And, and you made a good point about one-off CNC yes. thing, right? It's yeah. just like this is – you don't have to – were you saying it, it's going to take more time to set up the program to do this one-off thing on a regular CNC as opposed to this one. shape or origin? Yeah, by the yeah. time yeah. you have everything set up for one piece – You'd be done with it with the shaper and have it back in its case and That's be on to the cool. next project. Yeah. So, but uh, it, what should we say? It won't replace a true CNC. Okay. Because it's a somebody's, somebody's got to operate it. It's not like you can set it up yeah. and walk away and it does its job. Yeah, fair. But for the small shop where they're just doing a, a one off inlay or just a few inlays and they aren't that crafty at inlays, this yeah. is going to take care of it for them. You know, the purists will go, oh, I can do that by hand. Yeah, you can. You know, then, you know, I mean, my great-grandfather could follow a, you know, a plow, a mule with a plow and do a really nice job of getting a straight <laughs> furrow, too. <laughs> uh-huh. But my grandpa had the first gas tractor in Dual County, South Dakota, and he was happy and to have it. <laughs> and it's all back to tractor right. again. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's a good way of, of looking at it, because I always thought of the shaper as like, well, no, it's not. It's not as good as a real CNC to me, as a traditional CNC. Traditional, but it's a yeah. different thing. It's a it totally is. different tool, yeah. and I've never really made that distinction. Yeah. Until yeah. now. Yeah. Thank you, Riley. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It just uh, it knocks my hat in the creek. You know? <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> I'm gonna send you up that creek without a paddle. If you yeah. Keep well, up I've, I've been there quite a few times myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Since we're talking about CNCs, uh, the next wave with their, what do they call it, the unlimited? I want to say unlimited or endless or... Unlimited zero technology yeah. or whatever. It's, it's it, again, with most CNC things, I look at it and go, I don't, get, I don't see the point in that. And then the more I dive in, it's pretty stinking cool because basically you can take uh, as many touch points off of the top of a... Workpiece. What's as, a touch point? You, so a touch point is you're basically telling the the machine there's like a three inch piece of steel or whatever that uh-huh. you put on top of the the workpiece, and then the machine comes down and it, it can sense when the bit touches that piece, and it's just telling the machine 
this That's is the, the top surface. of the surface. Uh, okay. Yeah. So normally you do that once, and you're and the machine is assuming that your workpiece is flat. Okay. It's uh, perfectly flat. Yeah. If it isn't, it's just going to cut deeper, you know, as uh-huh. as it goes around. If if over on one corner you're a sixteenth of an inch here, and your piece isn't flat, you might be three-eighths of an inch over here, and you're going to break your bit or okay, whatever. Yeah. So this one, you can take multiple touch points, and the machine then learns the surface of the piece you've put on it. It's wicked cool. Sure. If you got a, a, a chainsaw slab that you don't want to get rid of the chainsaw marks because you love that mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. texture, mm-hmm. it, could, uh, it could carve letters in there that would be precise. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be one plane, even. Right. It, can, it can go, you know, it can sense... You know, you would have to do more touch points on a piece that that it's undulated up or, and down yeah, or twisted yeah, or whatever. Yep. But you could put a you could route a sign or whatever for a, your business in here, and it would follow. It would actually follow the contours of yep. that workpiece. <laughs> so for rustic, sure, barnwood pieces or whatever, it's it's kind of a whole new market in mm-hmm. CNC. Um, it seems. Again, it seems like like when I first read it, as a guy who mostly makes furniture or whatever, I'm going, I don't see the point in that. But then you, when you really think about the applications outside of, of, of my world, pretty pretty stinking cool stuff. And you immediately went to Archtop ukuleles in your case, but Archtop <laughs> instrument, like... Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, Archtop I thought, ukulele. Now, that's interesting. I just made one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, you know, if you've got a carved top to a guitar or something and you want to... CNC the f holes in. Yeah, it can it can read this. Otherwise, you know that bit's gonna go slamming into all your carving or whatever. And you could tell exactly where to put it, and it knows the contour. And you don't have to go into like Fusion 360 and dial in that contour at a specific angle or something. You just load up the f hole pattern, and then the machine's gonna automatically translate. You could even put a little step in it for binding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. then we're really getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you have? What do I What's have? What's your CNC thing? Joking. You don't have to have a CNC. A panel carrier from Fish. I'm going to go low tech. You guys are <laughs> like you screen the computers. It's, I hate carrying sheet goods. Yeah. Like, because you're human. Yeah, exi- thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank four you. feet, it's <laughs> amazing. Not a little wimpy. Oh, the worst is Baltic Are you kidding The worst is a five by five. Oh, they kill you. Oh, yeah. that's, there's just... Yeah. They're made no to just way. mock you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no good way of doing that. So it's just from Fish. It's a lifty, nifty little panel carrier. It's got two... I want to say they're cam-shaped on either side. Mm-hmm. And it lets you pinch board so if you stack or oriented vertically, pull it out pull with this out. thing mm-hmm. so you don't have to get that thunder grip with both hands. <laughs> And then it it orients. When you're carrying them, it'll carry it like horizontal, like a briefcase, mm-hmm. like a like other panel carrier, she could characters carriers I've seen, and she's like, "That's cool. That yeah. works immediately." It right doesn't hook under the plywood. No, though, it's an overhand. Bottom, I think it's a briefcase. Yeah, yeah, carrier. yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but have you ever used one of those overhand carriers? Oh, you feel like so such a much nicer superhero because you're locked. The, the underhand, like I've got the 
whatever the, the orange yeah, one the, is. You buy it. Mine's at, green. At, yeah. My, yeah. Whoa. That's old school. Mm -hmm. The green I'm old. one. I'm old. <laughs> I'm, Jesus, get over this. <laughs> well, they're orange now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And and they they work, but they're they're just not great. Uh, that, yeah. that happened in this century. <laughs> <laughs> you get probably the not actually. <laughs> yeah, tractor <laughs> supplies, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, what else? What else you got? What else? The slab stitcher. Yeah. That's a cool little thing. It's Wooden Laser, one of my favorites. Wooden Laser, that's his Instagram handle. He does not have a real name. We have confirmed this <laughs> off camera. He's just Wooden Laser. Um, but he's a, he's a good guy with a really nice family. And they have this operation called Slab Stitcher. And it's a template routing jig for doing inlay on typically like dovetail keys across, you know, a crack in a board. But you can get freaky with it. And get like Macromona's freaky, face. Freaky with it. Oh, oh, yeah. Does he sell Macromona faces though? That's a good question. I don't know if they're or, just or does for he Macromona. just do that for Macromona? I feel like if you threw him enough dollars. Yeah, yeah. And Matt everyone would, has oh, the price. I mean, Matt would probably I mean, do Wooden yeah. laser's yeah. a gun for hire. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think you could get him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we could get the little digital piece that fit underneath that had the laugh along with it, we'd oh, have it. Man. We'd have it perfect. That's true. Because Matt, he has his hair blown out for that for the silhouette for his face yeah, yeah. It. yeah. so you need the laugh I think. Yeah. otherwise yeah. you know what I think we should do we should see if he does Kumiko templates <laughs> <laughs> can we send it just right to Pekovic's door yeah. <laughs> you guys are cruel uh, we gotta work with Mike we need some yeah. kind of that's true some kind that's of release true. valve yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true <laughs> but um, I was really, and I know you guys were not privy to this information, but I, it turns out and I am Wally's favorite at, <laughs> at, at Lee Valley, and their uh, their their new set of French curves, which it's a set of six French curves, like from small regular size French curves you'd buy at Staples or whatever, up to I'd say eighteen inch. That's nuts. Um, and they're just they're CNC'd or lasered out of Baltic birch. Really nice quality. Everything about it is great what you would expect out of a French curve, but the best part is they have holes drilled all around the perimeter. And so you could put like reference pins. Registration pins. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and because I'm always drawing on my French curves, grease pencil marks, and I always forget which grease pencil mark I'm supposed to be looking Before at. Or you don't have the grease pencil and you put the scratch in. And uh, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to start doing that yeah. now because I, I, I yeah, that would be better for than the pencil mark, which you can't see right. from the other side. And when it gets too scratched up, you just take some 600 grit on a block and sand it all off. It's like you erase erasing it. This is Old good. School. Yeah. To... <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't but, laugh. So, hold on. <laughs> but important question: Do they have that rat? The Lee Valley French curves that rabbit or like? Send no, your tongue because no, that, that's don't. awful. What is that on there for? Why are those on all French curves? I think it's so ink doesn't build up like it's for drafting yeah, purposes. Yeah, for making blueprints. All right. Yeah, oh. because the ink would wick. pull underneath, wick that, underneath yeah. the, oh. the curve. So without it, then you can go ahead. That was ben great dying. Dying. Yeah, he got, he got so excited about this. <laughs> My throat just got weird. <laughs> Leave ben it. came Leave to the podcast it. drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those, so I can't stand that little rabbit or tongue because it makes sighting so difficult. It does. Which is yeah. less important, I guess, for curves because you're kind of fair. But, well, I don't know. I like a 
curve to be accurate instead of lumpy. Well, sorry, but yeah. like from curve to curve. Have you to seen curve. his work? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, folks. <laughs> the king of approximation. <laughs> um, it makes sighting so hard because that the light refracts around that tongue or rabbit. Yes, and you're does, like, yeah. where I don't know where I am yeah. right now. You know, is you that a shadow yes. or is that the line exactly. or what am I looking yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So how'd you find out about that before the rest of us, huh? I am the favorite. That's why. Ha. Huh. He slipped no, Wally 20 Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 CAD. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know what 20 Canadian dollars equals. I gave him a piece of paper with a maple leaf drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost our Canadian listeners. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Justin Trudeau. Say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was, uh, I stopped by, speaking of Matt Cremona, I stopped by uh, the Triton booth, mm -hmm. and I was really glad to see that somebody else is getting into the oscillating spindle, yes, cinder, I, spindle yep. sander game with the belt attachment. Wait, we talking yes. the handheld one or the tabletop? No, tabletop. the tabletop one. You, I think, like the handheld one. It looks off. It looks, it looks very similar to the other brand that's yeah. been the only one in town. Yeah. but It's, it's a little bit smaller footprint, which yeah, I it like. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Very portable. Yeah. Yeah, the other one's just on the edge of comfortable portability. Well, yeah. it's portable, but it's just like the space it takes up on the bench or wherever I'm storing it is uh -huh. just a little Which more is than I... the bench. Yeah, or the, yeah. It's or just a little more than, than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but you you were digging the, mm. the other one. The handheld one is nifty because you can take bigger curve pieces and work at them. You know, like, you can work along that curve instead of trying to pick up this big curve piece. Barry's building a boat. Shh. Don't tell everybody. What if it ends up crappy and now they know that? It's <laughs> well, it's for his ship's knees. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, a, another thing I like about it is I don't see them like a handheld oscillating spindle sander. Apparently there used to be a big old one back in the day by Porter, Porter Cable. Porter Cable had yeah. one, yeah. Yep. But it's not... I don't see them around. Yeah. So that does, it, this doesn't have the belt on it, right? This is just the spindle. Just the, just the spindle. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the one they had sitting on the bench right up mm -hmm. front. Yeah. yeah. The, the belt is so nice, though, because you can fare curves with it. Oh, I bet, Fairing yeah. a curve with a spindle, with a, just a single spindle is Oh, there's tough. no, you're going to do divot, divot. Unless, divot, unless you're actually doing the inch and a half curve that, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you know, so the spindle. You hold is, it yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> It just scared Marine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think what else I saw. You, so you mentioned I didn't today. see these, the Veritas layout blocks. Okay, so did you see them? They've had those for a while, haven't they? Yeah. They're like the little saddle square the little, looking things. It's, it's oh, like okay, it's like then a, I didn't. it's about one inch wide, and it's it's an L. It almost it looks like a saddle square kind of, but. Every surface is a different measurement. So one oh. surface might be a quarter of an inch. You flip the block, it's three-eighths of an inch. You flip it this way, it's half an yeah. inch. Um, I don't know what they were priced at. And it really looked like one of those things that... It's like I look at it and go, oh, that'd be really useful. And then I go, I'd lose that really, yeah, really yeah, quickly. Say exactly. It would be useful once. <laughs> 
<laughs> then you're out there with the magnet going through the, well, the it's aluminum. So, so yeah, no, yeah. Now you're really in trouble. But the, yeah. the smart thing is that they they sell them in packs of three. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of hanging on to one is in, is well three times better. Do but, you think losability is part of R and D? Like, they make a little tool, and they're really, like, there's a compact little tool, but then every tester loses it. Like Vic Tesselin. He's like, I misplaced this for the 10th time. And they go, oh, we should do a pack of three. Like, you I think, think at some the- point they just stop sending stuff to Vic Tesselin. That. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, but the best part of this thing is they have a hole drilled in it, which I immediately thought, oh, take, like, a little strap and tie it to that, yeah. and you could hang it up over, you know, your wherever you're doing these layouts. I don't know. If I had three of them, I could hang them up one over... Would that interfere with... Well, one over use? my maybe, planer, maybe, one over my table saw, one maybe over... Maybe that's where you drive the nail through and shear it off so now you can pick them up with a magnet. <laughs> 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 that's some thinking right yeah, there. Well, yeah. you know. My so hat I lose just crap. blew right off my head. Yeah. <laughs> and into the creek. <laughs> um, you were talking about... And Tom McKenna on the earlier version of this talked about it a little bit, but the Oneida Dust Collector. Yeah. It's that- a really slick little unit. It's, it's, um, uh, it's not a portable unit. It's made to mount on the wall yeah. and has a little you know, collection bucket underneath it, dustbin that rolls out on casters. And uh, it has uh, high velocity. It really pulls the air. So it, uh, three motors in it. Three small motors. How so? So is that like three impellers? I wish I could take it apart and tell you. You know, <laughs> they're not going to let yeah, you do no, that. No, they took the screwdriver out of my hand right before I got to it. <laughs> that man has a Leatherman on him. Right? Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. not afraid to. If use I could it. get my Leatherman on the airplane, they'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the airplane or the yeah, well, yeah, yeah well, that too. Because I want to yeah. see how this works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this lift they keep talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it really is a, it's a really slick system and they sell it you can buy it in a, in a package for I think another 1200 bucks they sell you um, a whole bunch of plumbing for it that all snaps together that has the outlets on it and uh, so you can buy it as a whole kit where you just put it in install it and away you go it is 240 volt so you'd need a 240 yeah. volt circuit but uh, Any, perfect, perfect I mean, for most, a small garage yeah. shop for uh because you're yeah. saying it's a small thing, right? Yeah, it's it maybe about three and a half, four feet high. You know, it Dang. seems like. Yeah. Is it really that small? Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, and it's relatively quiet. They've got a, uh, a lever on it. It's got an internal pleated paper filter up in the uh-huh. top of it, and there's a, a lever on the back side that you pull a lever and it diverts the air through the filter, blows all the crap out of the filter, so it drops in the bucket. So you don't have to take it Dang. apart to clean the filter. Oh, and it's not doing the. Yeah, thing no, at the, no. Okay. It just uh, you pull that lever and it goes poof, and it blows everything out of the filter, and you pull the lever back, that's and you're smart. ready to go. So yeah, yeah. Oneida really knows what they're doing with those they collections. They do. They do. They do a lot of R and D. It's like the only thing they do. But yeah, they do it well. Well, they got yeah. a lot of hats to knock in the creek, so they <laughs> they just keep moving them around. <laughs> We're gonna suck that hat off your head right into this dust collector. That's right. Enough of that creek business. Oh. Yeah. Another thing that I like is the muffler that they have for their bigger that uh, silencer thing. Yeah, that yeah. silencer. It's a it's a like a glass pack muffler that goes between the outlet and the filter, and it really lowers it the decibels. It knocks off like three decibels. Yeah, right? no, it was like seven. Oh, I think. it's Get quite out. a bit. Yeah. Seven or eight, and but okay, I do now. 
<laughs> I do. I do have one thing about the sound yeah. engineering hat yeah. goes on. Yeah, the sound, the noise of a dust collector is mostly from the end of the dust collection hose. So, lowering the noise of the collector itself, seven decibels, which is a significant drop right. of one source, right. has nothing to do with the loudest source, which is. But if you have a couple of people in the shop. You know, this is not probably for a, a yeah, real small true. shop. If yeah. you have a couple people in the shop, it drives you nuts when you have to stand within 20 feet of a uh, dust okay, collector yeah. that's running while you're trying to work. And the person using the dust collector might be 30 feet away, Fair. and you're not hearing their yeah, tool okay. as much as you're hearing the dust collector. Uh -huh. In between the two of them, you're going to knock his hat in the creek. I think we found the title for the podcast. Uh, Raleigh Johnson's hat is in the creek. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> SEO gold. Well, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of another knock my hat in the creek, uh, um, uh, Narex has a new yeah. line of chisels. And a new are, line? Yeah, well, it's new material. And uh, they are coming out with chisels that are uh, high chromium content steel. Uh, Do you remember the hardness? Yeah, 62. Wicked hard. Yeah, C62 hardness. That means nothing. To me. <laughs> well, it's like it Japanese means hard. chisel hardness. It means hard. Like, oh, yeah. really? Japanese yeah. chisels are up 62, 64? Yeah, somewhere in there. In there. And uh, first thing I ask him is, uh, when you get that really wire edge, uh, does it crumble? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, no. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, they will be a little harder to sharpen, but they're going to hold an edge a lot longer. So, so I would assume you're definitely not using oil stones on I these. I can't imagine. No, probably not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something a little more aggressive to to uh, cut huh. through that. But uh, so that's that's a nice thing. They look nice too because they're all polished chrome. Basically. They have a new Sloyd knife. Yeah, they that's, do. That it, it felt good in the hand. Raleigh took about five inches off of a piece of basswood. Yeah, about three eighths inch deep, <laughs> and I just cut it right off. I thought, he like hands this little spoon carving knife and Raleigh a block of basswood. I'm expecting to get a nice little curl. Raleigh immediately puts it down and does this big push cut right <laughs> on his right. shoulder. Hey, I was going to make a spoon in about three seconds. It's yeah. true, yeah. So, <laughs> look nice. That's great. Yeah. 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 They had something else. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, well, they've got a new scribe for... That's uh, what it was, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, uh, the shaft for the scribe is offset, mm -hmm. so it basically forms an ellipse so it won't roll off your bench. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is really nice yeah. because how many times have we watched it roll in that circle yeah. going, uh, can I get to it? <laughs> and the radius just yeah. keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's like, remember how like riving knives were mandated <laughs> for all new saws? All marking gauges should have offset beams. Yes, yeah, they should. Or yeah. a yeah. flat ground. Yeah. Like, just take a file and grab like, I need to do that to my yeah. Do you hear me, yeah. Congress? Yes. <laughs> Mandate this. <laughs> um, one thing that I... I was hanging out at the Jorgensen booth for a bit. And I was excited to see them yeah. back, first off. So they had a good hold on you, huh? Bada boom. <laughs> Well timed. Um, yeah, it's, you know, without Jorgensen around, because they went out, what, in 2015 or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, gone for a there's while. not that many clamp manufacturers. Right. And uh, I went over there, I was, I was playing with their clamps. It really looks like they not only have gone back to the original designs, but I feel like they went back to the original designs in the heyday. Of Jorgensen. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Their F-clamps are beefy. Oh, dude. Oh, did you pick up that 600-pound... Oh, the F-clamps. No, sorry, I'm thinking squeezy clamps. 
The squeezy clamp. It felt like a beast, the one I picked up. I was impressed with the squeezy mm-hmm. clamp, but I. It's like, oh, great. There's like, that's like I the know. best thing that I don't use. Yeah. Um, but it was like, this feels quality. You know, it wasn't yeah, some like chintzy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the F clamps were really, really nice. They were, re- the handle, it's, you know, a rubberized handle as opposed to. The wood they, handle, they had yeah. the teeny tiny wooden handle for the longest time. Yes, yeah. Highly <clears throat> polished. <laughs> you just couldn't grip. And uh, that's what most of my clamps are. The, I've, I've Jorgensen, old Jorgensen's with the wooden handle. These handles were, were really nice. They're doing the wooden hand screws again. Um, they had some nice aluminum uh, mm-hmm. bar clamps that we really need to get in. I, I, I really want to test those out. It's uh, Yeah. Cool. It's good to see them back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's nice to see them not disappear completely because yeah. they've been a, you know, they've been a, a, a major force in clamping for a long, long right. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that will keep your head clamp. on your head. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't had problems, so. squeezy clamp. That's what a squeezy clamp would be good for. Keep your hats on. Yeah, yeah. Six hundred pound clamping capacity on yep. that, dude. Nice. <laughs> you know, not only that, but if I did it right, it would keep my mouth shut. Too. <laughs> no, a, lot, a lot of people would really find that a benefit. <laughs> we'll let your wife know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I mean, I can't think of anything else right now. There's more, mm. I'm sure, but it's all those. Are, those were the, the super exciting things. There's probably things that we've left out. But yeah, I'm sure there are. And if, if there are, we'll write about them. But. I mean, we. We covered it pretty well. I put six miles on in the building yesterday looking at stuff. There's a so lot of walking here. There's a lot of walking. Yeah. Just an awful lot of it. And yeah. a, a dearth of water. <sighs> no water fountains. No water fountains. No. They have water fountains. You can't buy water, right? <laughs> yeah. And at $5 then, uh, a bottle. throat's parched dry. Ben's <laughs> <laughs> throat did get weird earlier. Remember yeah. that? Weird throat. All right. <laughs> Thanks, people. Barry, can you hear me? Can you hear my heartbeat? Barry, can you hear me? Can I burp? <laughs>